it's only a kick, a jump, a block, it's only a serve, it's only a tackle, a run, it's only for the fans. After all, it's only pressure. You got this. Adidas. You ready? Showtime. On May 3rd, summer starts with the fall guy. What are you doing later? Let's drink a spicy margarita. Make some bad decisions. Yes! Audiences are falling in love with the most entertaining film of the year. Fall guy. Fall guy. Fall guy. That's what the poster said. See Ryan Gosling and Emily Blunt in the movie critics say exists to make you happy. Trying to make it out? Nope. Because I don't either. It's not what I'm into right now. What are you into? Talking. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the Fall Guy. Only in theaters May 3rd. Read it PG-13. Get ready for the greatest roast of all time. The Roast of Tom Brady. A Netflix live event happening May 5th, hosted by Kevin Hart. The seven-time world champion gets his cleats held to the fire by famous friends and frenemies on an unforgettable night where everything is fair game. Tune in on May 5th at 5 p.m. Pacific time for The Roast of Tom Brady, live only on Netflix. Why take one vacation with the family when you could take all of them? With Royal Caribbean, you don't just go to the beach. You visit a private island and race down the tallest water slide in North America. You don't just go for a road trip. You ATV and zip line through the jungle. You don't just go somewhere new. You rappel down waterfalls and discover ancient temples. Because this isn't just any vacation. This is all the vacations. Come seek the Royal Caribbean. Ships Registry, Bahamas. Welcome into the Seminole Wrap Podcast. No game to recap this week. Uh, thank God for bye weeks, I guess, depending on how you spent your Saturday. Hopefully it was relaxing and, and you spent some time maybe uh, with the family or, or crowded around your computer on ESPN3 watching Duke break the U over their knee physically, literally with their hands, break it over their knee. Uh, they absolutely roll Miami. Uh, but otherwise, hopefully it was a good weekend for you. It's Brian Peller in here, John March, and Max Escarpio, the Seminole Wrap crew uh guys i think the easiest place to start when florida state doesn't play is is what did you see from the weekend we had a, a clemson syracuse game we had uh miami duke like i talked about then uh anything else elsewhere across the country max that stood out to you i'll go to you first to put the pressure on you right off the jump i guess i was just looking at those two right now since we have those two coming i mean i'm just looking at florida too, see what they have coming but i'm not sure if they even, if they even i think they're off this week because they've got the cocktail the party next well. week yeah yeah, I was looking at their uh, bye week as well, but just like we spoke about before, Syracuse is, in my opinion, going to be a bigger struggle than Miami. Talked about it before. I think Schrader and, and Tucker are going to be a problem in the run game, and and Miami, I think that that has to be a guaranteed not not a guaranteed win. Like I'm saying, it's a guaranteed win, but that has to be you. You need to go in there and, and make sure you come out of out of Hard Rock with a win to go into Syracuse after. Yeah, I think I, I think you guys were both on that last week and Syracuse would be tougher. And I was like, nah, I think we're going to find out Syracuse is a big fraud this weekend. But, John, they look pretty good. Yeah, I was kind of surprised. Um, you know, of course, uh, the DJ uh, that we get from Clemson is very different <laughs> than the one that Syracuse got. That's not fun. But, um, no, yeah, Syracuse is legit. Uh, they are, they are, they're good. Uh, how Exactly how good they are, I don't know. But, um, again, they didn't get Clemson's best game. Uh, but they're, they're good. I agree with Max. I, I think that they're uh, probably the toughest game left on the schedule. 
Yeah, I mean, it seemed pretty clear from from the way they played. It's just they're going to line up and they're going to run it and run it again and run it again and run it more. And really, in this game, it was just Garrett Schrader running it. They didn't really mix it up. And it was I mean, he had 26 pass attempts and 21 rush attempts. So it was literally just here's Garrett Schrader. Go do football stuff. And uh, I think they had was it a a strip sack or, or they had a long, long defensive touchdown. Um, I think it might've been a strip sack, but they, um, they definitely made DJ as uncomfortable as he's proven to be, um, that, you know, I guess they got to him, right. I mean, they, they forced him out of the game. They, they switched Clemson switched quarterbacks and, uh, obviously Clemson pulls it through with, with basically just Will Shipley just running a thousand times. Um, but I mean, yeah, you have to be impressed going to Clemson in an obviously big game. I think their top corner, Syracuse's top corner, was out for this game as well. I don't know what that could mean for their schedule coming up. But um, to fight like that, I was I was really impressed. I thought Clemson was going to pound them. I, I Looking at the schedule, I thought this was going to be the beginning of a slide for Syracuse. Um, and I think looking ahead to next week, Max, you, you had talked about Syracuse's schedule coming up. I think it's Notre Dame next week. Yeah, it is. It is. Uh, and I think they're underdogs in that game, even at home, which is interesting. Um, I see the at pits coming up as well. So they do have a tough schedule ahead, but I, I think if they're them, maybe they're almost even happy. I don't want to say they're happy with the loss, but they got to feel like they proved that they can fight in these games. Uh, and especially with Florida state having to go there. I, I don't know how much, how great I feel about it. I mean, I don't think with any, anyone with too like high of expectations goes into death Valley loses by, I think it was like five or six points. You can't be, I mean, I guess, like you said, you're not happy, but you're not walking away with your head down. And I don't think they should be an underdog for that Notre Dame game. I don't know what, what the issue is there. Yeah, I think it was a two point a two point spread. I saw it earlier, and it was uh, maybe it was a quick a quick glance, and I missed it because I looked at it and thought that was weird. But um, the other one that that I like we mentioned. Go ahead. I don't know. I mean, I guess you guys have watched college football more than I have. It is the dome. Is is that like a? Does that cause any sort of sort of ruckus for the other team, or is that like a hostile environment? Because I doubt it is. I've heard it's loud. I've never been there myself, but I heard it gets pretty loud. It just depends on the game. Yeah. And I've heard, I, I mean, I haven't been there either. LSU played there. I was in college, so I, I didn't end up going to cover the game, but I was covering the team at the time. Um, but I remember some of the guys complaining about uh, the roof, something with the roof was hard with visual vision in there, but I don't, I mean, crowd wise, I heard it was, it was fine. It was a, a good college crowd. Surprises me. I guess that I don't know. Hey, man, you get a good team, you get a good crowd, pretty much anywhere, right? It's, it's hard to. I mean, Tulane had a sold out stadium this weekend playing Memphis because they're ranked. You know, if you get a good team and you'll you'll get a crowd, and um, you know that that'll help you win ball games. Winning breeds more winning. Yeah, there's just some stadiums that hold in the noise better than others, and and domes always do that. So yeah, one of the ones that couldn't hold in any noise was Hard Rock Stadium this weekend that looked like a ghost town. <laughs> looked like an abandoned Kmart or something. It was, it was about four people in there as Duke absolutely destroyed Miami. Tyler Van Dyke got benched again, which I think, John, you and I were both big, very big on him being potentially the best quarterback in the ACC and probably in the top five in the country. I would have told you I would have thought he would be a sneaky, uh, you know, like he's better than Bryce Young type college or not a pro type prospect. He was just so big and made so many great throws. And uh, it seems like he may have lost his starting job. Yeah. First of all, are you sure it was four? Uh, Cause that seems like too many people from what the picture I saw. Uh, <laughs> no. Yeah. That, 
the, the obviously the different scheme. Uh, I think that the uh, you know Rhett Lashley gone. I think Tyler Van Dyke really misses him. I think that scheme did a lot of things for Van Dyke uh, that this new scheme does not. It asks a little bit more of him, and he's really struggled. Uh, you saw they put you know Jake Garcia played for them this past Saturday, and he threw three picks. One of them, I don't know. I don't know who he's throwing to. There was no Miami receiver within what I saw, like at least 10 yards. He was by uh, himself. He, it was, like it was, yeah. like it was thrown to that guy. He was on an but island. He, 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 he like cocks his arm back, right? Like he's ready to throw. He hesitates and then just launches it straight to a defender. I, <laughs> I, Miami, I, overall, again, my, Miami is a mess. They're an absolute mess. I don't know what's going on with them. I don't know. I thought they'd win nine games, right? Um, you know, maybe if you have a bad season eight, uh, if things break your way, you win 10. That's what, that's what everyone thought Miami was going to be at. They have some talent there and it's, they've just been awful. Um, I, I, that's the thing. I mean, in Miami, Florida state, you're always going to get Miami's it's a rivalry game, right? You're always going to get Miami's best shot. What that best shot looks like. I can't begin to even guess at, at this point, they look terrible. Um, Duke is not a good football team. So I don't know. I am just, I'm honestly at a loss for words. I don't know what to expect in that game. I don't know what you're going to get. Um, it, it just could be an awful match. I mean, the red, this is one where if you get the wrong ref group, uh, it just could be, you know what I mean? You know what I'm saying? Like one of those really, really ugly, disgusting, yeah. just hate watching kind of game. Well, that seems to be the style that, that, that Mario wants them to play, that they want Miami to play, um, which is weird when you've got a guy like Tyler. I, I mean, I don't know. Maybe they just don't have the receivers to play more of an open type of thing. But, um, you know, I've seen a lot of Miami fans uh, consoling themselves with, look at Oregon, look how good Oregon is this year. Those are those are Mario's guys. You know, just give Mario the time and he'll have us looking like that. Uh, but, boy, they have got to be upset. I, I, they were hoping to win the Coastal this year, right? I mean, yeah. They, I mean, we, we look at the coast. I mean, we're talking Georgia Tech is the second best team in the coastal right now. And I, I don't, I mean, we're going to talk about that in a second, but I don't think any of us expect Florida State to lose to Georgia Tech. And, you know, I, North Carolina is the best team in the coastal by a mile. And I didn't expect that either. Yeah. Drake, I think Drake May is really good for North Carolina. Um, yeah. He's been great. As a sidebar, Mario didn't do like what Oregon did to UCLA yesterday uh, on Saturday, they didn't, they didn't do that when Cristobal was there. With Justin were, Herbert. They didn't do that when Justin Herbert was there. Right. Right. They had talent. He is a good recruiter. And that is, and again, in my opinion, it's still 80% of winning in college football. I don't know if it's just a coaching issue or what the problem is in, in Coral Gables, but he, he now has a history of not getting the most out of his teams. I don't know. You know, again, the sample size seems to be, you know, large enough to draw conclusions or to at least start to draw conclusions, but I don't know. And by the way, Oregon's uniforms were horrific. I don't know if you guys saw those. <laughs> I can't, I can't go. I can't, I have to say something. Those were just monstrous. Just absolute. I don't know who well, does that. They're uh, to, to reel it back. I do love a John random sidebar on, on the college football. We have yeah. last week when he was just like, how about Tennessee? God bless college. Football. Yeah. Uh, to real up to Miami, Max, you're our, our resident South Floridian, I guess is what I'll call it. What's going on, man? I mean, no one heard more in the offseason. No one heard the more in the last six months when all the blue chip recruits and everyone was at. No one's phone was ringing more than mine, and no one got more texts uh, of 
of talking smack to me. So yeah, I have a smile on my face right now from, from all that, but it's just like we've seen before. It's exactly what we've seen from Mario is that he's, he's a good off season coach. And then when it comes to the off season, when it comes to, to him doing something, play calling, it's just not there. And then you talk about a coach who's, who's better in the run game, got 48 rushing yards against Duke. Talk about a coach who's better in the offense, got, what was it? Eight interceptions or something like that against Duke against a terrible team in the coastal who you should be riding right now. Just like you said before, just, they should be on top of the coast. I don't care if it's Mario's first season with a QB like TVD. You just should. Well, it's funny you said that because I was sitting, I, you know, I write the pixel. I do a pix article every week on, on Tomahawk nation. And um, you should check it out jump in the comments and get involved if you're listening to this. Um, and last week I put this game on the slate because quite frankly, there just weren't 10 good games. And I said, you know what? Miami's coming up on the schedule. I'm putting it on there. And the line was Miami minus nine and a half. And I sat there and I said, man, Duke can win this game. And then I was like, I watched Duke play North Carolina last week. They really did a great job against Drake May. They really played aggressive defense on them. I was impressed with it. And I kept going, right, but Miami is better. And I kept thinking, no, but man, Duke felt like, and then I was like, no, Duke made every bad play they could to give the game away. And then I was like, that's it. That's what I'm going to go with. Miami is just going to talent and Duke's going to make something stupid happen eight turnovers i saw yeah. a tweet and i think it was from uh, maybe it was trey i think um and it was like duke's uh, or miami's football team had more turnovers against duke than the basketball team did this year yeah yeah that's just doesn't even seem possible that's, yeah. that's not even possible I, I i i think that has to coupled with how florida has looked this year um give you confidence in what you're hoping to see from Florida state down the stretch. I mean, we talked about it a little bit last week and it's um, Max, you're about to jump in there. I'll let you take it. Well, we looked at it before and we were talking about UM. John was talking about it in the in-state rivalry. Just like you said, UM has been on a downfall right now, even if losing against Duke or losing against anyone they have this season, you know, they're going to get the best of Florida state, not the best of Florida state in the win category, but they're just going to show up against Florida state because it's, it's a it's an in-state rivalry. They're finally going to get more than ten people in the crowd. It's going to be a, a little louder than they're used to. So something's going to happen against Florida State and Florida. I mean, FSU just needs to be ready for that. I guess just just not look at their resume. Just needs to be ready for a, a Miami in-state rivalry game. Yeah, I think that one certainly makes sense. When you look at the schedule, and we can we can kind of take this one game at a time if we would like. I mean, Georgia Tech is up next. Uh, coming out of the bye, there's five games, and we did a little bit of this last week, and but we've got another week of knowledge of all of these teams. Um, I don't think how much time we really need to spend on Georgia Tech. They're three and four, two and two overall. I want to say Florida State is almost a three touchdown favorite. I think it's eighteen or eighteen and a half. Yeah. Um, if you look at their schedule, I mean, they've got a win against Pitt on here, you know, and and their losses aren't bad losses if you're Georgia Tech. I mean, you lost to Clemson, which, okay, fine. You got absolutely smoked by Ole Miss, um, which would lead me to believe you can't stop the run because Ole Miss is – that is the whole team. They're going to run it, run it, run it again, and run it 15 more times. So that would stick out to me. UCF is the same way. They got beat by 17 there. They beat Pitt and Duke, and then they lost to Virginia last time they played, which Virginia is bad. Um, so – I don't know. I mean, I'd have to, I'd have to personally, I think 
Florida State should pretty easily win this game. But uh, anyone have any any counters to that? I think I think a key against the teams like Georgia Tech, team just like the teams that you should beat, you can't give them signs of hope. You can't let them come in here and maybe score the first touchdown or or get like a like a fumble or an interception or any of that. You have to start right from the start. You have to put the ball in the end zone, get your team up, and make sure that your team, just like I said before, doesn't look at Georgia Tech's resume. They just keep going and, and make sure that they they get a lead early because you don't want to give Georgia Tech any sign of hope. Um, yeah, now I I don't think Florida State's going to have a problem with this game. I think it's going to look like the Boston College game. I think they'll execute fairly, fairly well. They're not really going to have too many issues. Uh, they'll have some some explosive plays. Uh, you know, I could see it like 21 to three at some point in the first half. I'm not worried about this game. I think the only issue would be if Florida State, let, I mean, you lost three games in a row. You had a bye week. You get a chance to regroup. How do you come out and play? Are you coming out flat? You know, you think the season's over? Or, you know, do you come out ready, you know, pissed off, ready to, uh, you know what I'm saying? Or are you looking ahead to Miami? I, I think it's really those soft factors, the mental toughness is really what I want to see from Florida State. I don't, um, talent-wise, scheme-wise, I don't see any issue. I don't think they're going to have any problem beating Georgia Tech. It's if they If it's a close game in the fourth quarter, it's because there's other things going on. And I, I think why we definitely have, or just I have definitely have FSU over Georgia Tech is because we've seen that mental aspect prior early in the season. We've seen it against LSU. We've seen it against Louisville. We've seen it against other teams like Clemson, NC State before, where we just, they would just keep fighting. And I don't think that they're, they're nowhere near done. Like in their head, they know that they need to keep fighting in these last five games and they'll do it. Yeah, I'm, and, I'm, and I'm looking now to, to see if I can back up my claim that I started talking about that I assume that they're not a great rushing defense. And it looks like they're, they're against Power 5 teams. They're basically the exact same as Florida State. Um, but what I'm looking at is their games against kind of the real, the quote-unquote, I'm going to call them the quote-unquote real teams, kind of the Ole Miss, the UCF, the, and I'm not looking at Clemson currently. But, yeah, I mean, UCF threw for like less than 50 yards. Um, and just ran it a thousand times on them. Uh, looks like Ole Miss had two almost, well, they had 134, 98 yards, and 40 yards rushing from their top three guys, one of which is the quarterback, Jackson Dart. So, yeah, I mean, it looks like what they've done is just everyone's game plan against them is just run it, which I would have to think is good for Florida State, especially, honestly, looking at both of these teams with uh, Ole Miss and UCF, both of their quarterbacks also rushed north of 50. John Reese Pumley for UCF had over 100. So, you know, maybe it's a little more Travis running, but I, I feel like if you run the ball and take care of the ball, you kind of handle your business here. And I, I think you've got to feel pretty good about adding this one to the win column, which, I mean, I think we all kind of agree there. Yeah. Yeah. And for some teams, if your running back is out, we don't know if Trayshawn Ward's going to be out, but even if your your first running back, your, your number one guy is out in the game, you start looking at, all right, what are the next options? But then you have those two options of, of Trey Benson, Lawrence Tofili. You have nothing to worry about there. So that's just going to keep going. If you use them, you're right. Yeah, if you use them. Uh, oh. <laughs> uh, so looking at the next two, and I want to kind of take this one separately because we both we talked about both of these teams as it is. Um, and I think these next two games, it's at Miami and at Syracuse, back-to-back weeks. The question there for Florida State becomes, I guess, how do you – I guess the question I'm going to ask you guys, is it become a game of expectations for, for Florida State there? You know, if you beat – if Miami continues to look terrible, I don't even know they have a game next week. Maybe they have a buyout going into the game. Um, but, you know, I feel like if you go handle your business against Georgia Tech, you go into Miami and then Florida State fans kind of take that and run that, oh, we're clearly better. Miami's down. 
we're on the rise, but I feel like, and you, this is terrible podcasting because I'm going to use my hands here, but you know, one is coming up and one is sliding down, but that doesn't mean that you are sliding past them because you didn't start in the same spot on Miami. And then for, for Syracuse, I guess they're kind of, it's kind of two programs in ascending. It's just how real either one of them are. Right. Cause it feels like Syracuse is playing what Florida state was at the end of September. If that makes sense, kind of Syracuse at the end of October is what Florida state was at the end of September. Um, which game do you think is more important to win and how important are fan base expectations? Like for instance, if you beat Georgia tech and you lose to Miami, does it become just this crazy week of like, we're just not good. We over we overthink it in terms of the way the fan base reacts. Why take one vacation with the family when you could take all of them? With Royal Caribbean, you don't just go to the beach. You visit a private island and race down the tallest water slide in North America. You don't just go for a road trip. You ATV and zip line through the jungle. You don't just go somewhere new. You rappel down waterfalls and discover ancient temples. Because this isn't just any vacation. This is all the vacations. Come seek the Royal Caribbean. Ships Registry, Bahamas. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Um, that's a good question. I don't know. John's like, just so, win the game. Yeah. Well, look, I expect them to be Georgia Tech, right? Then you come to the Miami game. I, I, the expectation should be that Florida State should win that game, right? If for whatever right. reason they don't, uh, I think whatever the narrative will be after that would depend on the nature of the game, right? If you go out and get stomped by a bad Miami team, which again, I believe this is a bad Miami team, that's, that's awful. But if it's a close game and there's ref shenanigans and people are pissed off, you know, maybe I played them. Because, again, to this point in the season, Florida State is better than their record. They have played better than their record. They should have won the North Carolina State game. And again, I think NC State's postgame win expectancy was just 13% or something after that game. So Florida State is a better team than Miami. If Miami wins, it'd be awful. Um, <laughs> but – you know, and then, yeah, at some point you are what your record says you are. But um, to me, the more important game, it's hard to say. It's both. You could argue, it's both. You could argue both ways, right? A winning a rivalry game, especially, you know, Mike Norvell's last couple of years, you haven't done that. You really need to do that. You, you have a good team, right, who is better than their record, uh, and your two rivals, Miami and Florida, are both down, Right. You need to win both of those games. You should win both of those games. But if you lose to Syracuse, you are, because the games have been played, the fifth best team in your division. That is also bad. And it's crazy. I mean, it's a good, it's probably the best or second best division in all of college football, right? The ACC Atlantic. Because you could be a good team and be fifth best in your division. And that's not a good place to be. But it doesn't mean Florida State's bad, and that's what this. That's why this season's it's tough. It sucks. So, yeah. is it more important for you to win that game against Syracuse and be a higher seed in your division, or is it more important to to win the the state championship 
against Florida and, and you and Miami? Oh, man, I don't know. I think it's beating Miami and Florida. I agree. It, it probably is, although beating a ranked Syracuse team, beating a ranked top 25 team this season would be a, a pretty big feather in Norvell's cap can show. But, I, yeah, I'd have to go Miami and UF because, yeah. one, the rivals, two, beating both of them and winning the state championship helps you in recruiting, and really that's where this team needs the most help anyway. Yeah. Uh, and you yeah. get to kind of take that perspective of they're both first-year coaches. You, you can kind of – you know, and it's all it's it's stupid because it's just narratives that truly have nothing to do with the game. But you can take the narrative of Nervell handles both the first year coaches. They've got to catch him. Which I mean, I'm, yeah. I'm not sure how much in the fan base truly believes Norvell. I mean, I think on this podcast, we all seem to like Norvell and believe he's building a good program. Um, but I mean, that's all narrative based. If you can do that and, and build it to a point where they have to catch you. That'll help in recruiting every time. Yeah. Well, the recruits will see that too, because if, if Florida State wins both those games, they'll see the Florida State's on top of both of them. And you, you see that. You see the game and you see who's beating each other. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, if you, we're expecting winning against Georgia Tech. You beat Miami and UF, you're at seven wins, right? After going five and seven last year, you're sitting at seven and five. Uh, you know, and they're still pending the outcome of the Syracuse game. So, right? Or seven and seven and three pending, whatever. You know what I'm saying? So, uh, yeah, it's probably Miami and UF at this point. Yeah, and the way I look at the Miami and Syracuse games as a couplet is that uh, Miami is the worst team with more emotion in it, and Cuse is the better team with less emotion. <laughs> and it's like, yeah. I guess, it in theory, you should easily, if you're playing this neutral sites, just two teams lined up to play football, you should handle Miami easily, and then Syracuse will give you much more problems. But because it's a rivalry game, I feel like both end up being tough games. Just kind of how it works out. I think we're all going to write off UL, though maybe we shouldn't. Are, are you talking about the Raging Cajuns? Yes. What's their record this year? They are four and three. Yeah. Um, I'm not worried. <laughs> I'm not worried about them. Yeah. They uh, they have losses at Rice by eight. Uh, UL they Monroe. Lost, UL Monroe by Rice. UL Monroe oh, yeah. by four and what are we... uh, South Alabama by three. They've beaten okay, Marshall I'm, I'm and big. beaten Marshall and Arkansas State the last two weeks. Yeah, okay. They lost the rice. I'm done. We're good. Yeah. Well, you never know, man. You never know. Um, Marshall did beat uh, did beat Notre Dame this year. Um, what's that? Nothing. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> We're doing transitive now. Well, you know, just just uh, you know, we'll see um then you've got your florida game at the end and and i i was super petty in my right in my write-up last week because i was just absolutely punching florida fans in the face every chance i could every every little window i was like lsu beat florida you you idiots you lose um <laughs> but they're bad they're bad i mean they get georgia this week i think they're gonna lose by like 40 i they just What's aren't good uh, I think we're talking about it earlier in the group. Let me pull it up. I think it's 22, which feels yeah. low. Ooh, three touchdowns. Um, I feel like it should be a lot worse than that. Um, but I guess, I mean, I don't know. They played Tennessee final score close, you know, I mean, this says they opened as 15 and a half point favorites. Wow. Okay. Well, there you go. Football power index, which take that as you, as you'd like from uh, ESPN has it as a 93% for Georgia to win. So I don't know. There's that. (laughs) 
Uh, yeah, I've got 22 and a half in front of me, which is interesting. Okay, well, that's either way. It's a one, it's two or three touchdowns, which is a huge number if you're gambling. But in reality, it's a loss or a win in the kind of the realm we're playing in. I'm not really worried about Florida, right? Um, I I think they're a better team when Anthony Richardson gets to run. And I think a lot of this season he was told yep. not to run. I think he admitted as much because their backup quarterback was hurt. So if Richardson goes down, uh, you're in trouble. But I don't, I don't know what the status of their backup quarterback is. I don't know if he's been running lately or, you know, I'll, I'll be watching the Florida Georgia game to see how he looks, but if he runs, they're a better team. They, and, and running quarterbacks can give Florida state problems. Um, but yeah, I, they're not as bad as Miami, but they're not good either. Yeah. I think it's kind of the same. I have it as I, I did the rank on, on one of my lists the other day and I have, I know it's not going to be a popular opinion, but I have the Florida game over Miami game as a, as a tougher game for just because I, I, I think they're a more polished team. I think – I don't know if they're – I think they, they are more talented. They are more experienced. So I see them giving more trouble. I know it's at Doak, but I just I just see it being a harder game for first State. I think that – I mean, yeah. I mean, you can understand that. I, I think when you look at having a more – I mean, they have a better quarterback, which is where all things start, right? I mean, I don't know if it's a better quarterback or one they know how to use better. Um, you know, Richardson's had more flashes than we've seen from TVD. I mean, dude lost his job, like yeah. we talked about. So um, I think we all are kind of in agreement. We talked about it a little bit last week, three and two, four and one. Uh, when you look at the season, what is it with the games ahead of you? And, and you know, we're, we're coming to the end here. But, John, I guess what do you want? to see from Florida state going forward to make sure they handle this stretch correctly. Uh, get healthy and, and win. you got to win. I, I want and expect them to go four and one down this stretch. I don't know who the loss is going to come to probably Syracuse. Um, again, you hope it's not one of the rivals, but I want them to go four and one, right? Finish, finish eight and four massive improvement over last season and then recruit your asses off. Max, I'll go to you. What you got? What do you want to see from Florida State down the stretch? I guess Georgia, Georgia Tech, just starting with Georgia Tech, confidence builder right there. Make sure you have comfort within your D-line, O-line, everyone else, and then just keep going. Make the momentum in Miami, pick up an in-state robbery win, then keep your foot on the gas. Maybe you can win that game against Syracuse. Just like John said, that's my game that, that I think if they lose one, that'll be the game they lose. Second would be Florida for me, but 4-1 and one, and then go win a bowl game. Yeah, I mean, I think that's where you're at, right? You obviously the bare minimum is to is to um, handle business where you're supposed to the Georgia Tech and the um, Louisiana game. I think the most important thing for me is to get to is in takeaways, generating takeaways, and not giving the ball away. They've done a great job in the last three games of doing the exact opposite of that, giving the ball away in really bad spots at really bad times, and not being able to get their takeaways themselves so you know and more than anything that's probably been the big issue in these last games despite besides the um talent discrepancy we talked about a lot it's it's timely football and if they can find ways to make turnovers and get the offense short fields and stop giving the defense putting the defense in a spot against short fields i feel like that all of this is very accomplishable and yeah, a lot of that's going to come with just getting healthy, getting everyone back on the field, getting Trayshawn back and, and leading your run game, getting Fabian 100%. Um, you know, I don't know what Jared Verse's 
you know, actual abilities have been for the last couple of weeks after his injury and the time he missed, you know, there's a week off, get him back to a hundred percent. Maybe he gets just a couple of strip sacks because he's got a little bit more in the tank. Thanks to a buy. Um, I just, I hope that, that Norvell and, and the gang really took this week to build, to, to, to launch the momentum going forward. And I, I trust that they did. I, I, I don't know why that is. I feel like there's a lot of importance in scheduling. And we talked a lot about this year and the way that they scheduled this with Duquesne moving as a preseason, getting the bye after LSU, uh, going into that Louisville Friday night game. Um, you know, you could easily have played Duquesne that Saturday, but you got to warm up ahead of LSU and that worked out great. I think in this scenario, you get the bye, then the Georgia Tech game to warm up for the Miami Syracuse road trips. I mean, I don't know how much say you have in that, but I, I think that works out pretty well for you where you kind of get, if you play Georgia tech, the way you're supposed to a warm up game, launching back into your final four games of the season. I think that's a great setup for them. Yeah. I mean, the schedule has played out just perfectly for them and it'll continue that way after this bye week when you get that warm up game, like Duquesne that you were talking about after following the first, like the, the two road games that you're going to have to play at Syracuse and Miami. But just like you said, with protecting the ball, I think just two simple things would be for the offense. Just, just make sure you protect the ball. Don't give the other teams just, just short fields. And then defense has to focus on that third down. Make sure that you, you're able to stop the run, maybe able to not give up the third downs in necessary situations. And I guess, I mean, those don't sound too simple, but I guess it'll be good if that happens. Uh, I want to add one more thing I want to see from them, especially in the three games of Syracuse, my, uh, Miami, Syracuse, and Florida. I want to see the offense play a complete game in two of those games because that's been their issue this year. Why have they lost the games that they've lost is because the offense disappears for long stretches at a time. You could argue the whole team has, you know, they, they don't play a complete game. But it's really been the offense is the biggest culprit when it comes to that. And I want to see them play a complete game against an opponent that matters, right? Uh, no, no disrespect to uh, Georgia Tech after I just disrespected them. But uh, I want in those big games, the ones that the, the three games that down the stretch that will really matter. I want to see the offense play a complete game. It doesn't mean you score on every single drive, but you can't go an entire quarter or an entire half with nothing. You just can't do that. So that's what I'll be looking for. Yeah, and I think that all makes sense when you look at this team. And, and I'm sure someone, when I said the schedule sets up and then Max agreed with me that the schedule was great for them this year. Someone's at their computer going, you played those Wake and Clemson and NC State back-to-back-to-back. To back to back. And, yeah, that kind of sucks. You should have won one of those games. Before. Yeah, and yeah. and quite frankly, I think having the bye after them gives you a really good chance to be like, look, we were playing with our hair on fire for three weeks trying to trying to probably too much to get these wins everyone take a breather let's reset let's go play our game and let's finish up the season do you want to play all through those games back to back to back probably not but you had four games to really build up or five games i guess leading into it to build up to hey we're a good football team let's go play football and and they did a great job of that and i think if you can take the last five here and play them as a block great you know you've got to build momentum into that big three Take it on the chin, take your bye week, reset, come back next week, open November, and go from there. Um, so, I mean, it, like John said, it really comes down to how they respond against Georgia Tech this weekend. That game, I think, is a noon kick. It sure is. Noon kick. Um, 
ACC network. So that's very exciting. Uh, hopefully you just go out, take care of business, run the ball effectively and, and you know, limit the turnovers. And hopefully we're halfway to John's prediction of going five and zero down the stretch. <laughs> no, he said four and one. I didn't put the words. Four in. and one. Yeah. Four and one. I love five and zero. five and 0. I think they're capable. I don't, I don't think this seems that far away, man. The way they played against Clemson, um, they were, they were toe to toe for every part of the game, except that middle eight that we talked about. Yeah, right. I mean, it's just the timely the timely turnovers, the the situational football that's failed them. That's where it comes out again. Yeah. So, right, exactly right, and that that's got to improve too. That was the other thing. I know Max touched on it too, but situational, and so did you. The situational football has just been absolutely awful this year. And that's what good teams do, right? That you play your best in those situational, and that's when they've been the worst. So, uh, but every other part of the game, they're they're good. So it's yeah. just frustrating. So we'll, we'll see. Well, hopefully Georgia Tech gives them the chance to kind of, like we said, reset and put that eye back on the ball. So, again, noon kick and for Florida State Georgia Tech this week. We're back again next Monday, giving our thoughts on what's hopefully a victory Monday and looking ahead to Miami. So, until then, for Brian, John, and Max, that's a wrap.